Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well, enjoying fall here. Uh, we've had a nice streak of fall weather. Today it's raining and both rain and leaves. So I think we've peaked here with the color and now they're starting to fall off the trees. So you know what that means, yard work yeah. and all that fun stuff. But it's been pretty for the last few weeks. Yeah, I uh, I did one of my fall traditions of starting to take a kid to look at colleges, doing the college visit things. So. Yeah, you've got all those kids. Well, this is this is the final, the final. Place. I know. Third yeah. time, third time's a charm. You know, let's get through this one, and then <laughs> it'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I I understand, and uh, you know, it, that's the fun part. I always thought was the, the the school trips, but it's good. I've learned like to to kind of go light on the tours. Because every tour is like, here's our cafeteria. We yes. have student clubs. And it's like, yep, yes. yep, uh, got it. So, so yeah, I try to go a little lighter on the tours and just let the kids get like a look and feel of the school. And like, if they start to get serious, then we can, you know, meet with people and figure out questions, whatever. But yeah, those, those initial ones, once you've done one, you've done them all. So yeah, you become pro at it for sure. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of pros, we've got a, we have a guest today yeah. uh, who and I'm, I'm very excited to bring uh, bring on here because uh, it's still October. So we're still in uh, cybersecurity month. Um, we talked about that on the last volley with your great study um, about cybersecurity. Today, we've got a guest to help kind of flesh out the details for us um, from uh, somebody who's working in the real world. So today we've got uh, James Rocker, who is the CEO of Nerds That Care. Uh, I very much like the name of the, your company, James. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Very cool. Um, so we wanted to welcome you aboard. And uh, we're here to talk about all things cybersecurity and what's going out there in the real world today. So welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here today with you guys. Thanks again. Yeah, James, thanks for joining us. I've, I've honestly kind of fought my whole life to shake the label of nerd. And <laughs> Carolyn would probably remind me that I haven't been very successful at that, but you have just embraced it. Uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about what you all do there? Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate that. We get that all the time. Uh, it's really nice to to hear when people say nerds that care. Is it a franchise? You know, sometimes they wonder if it's a if it's a really large company, which makes me kind of remind myself that maybe I got the name right. So I appreciate that as well. Yeah, nerds that care. We're located in Long Island, New York, and. Uh, what we are is really a bunch of nerds that care and we care about our clients. Uh, business, IT environments, from everything from handling, you know, setting up a user at their desk uh, to all the aspects that we're going to discuss today regarding cybersecurity and really everything in between. So some of the areas of focus that we that we really like to pride ourselves in is our full service help desk, our backup and disaster recovery solutions, as well as some of our security products, which I think we'll talk about today. So in an essence, Nerds That Care is an IT managed service provider here in New York, really helping businesses with their IT needs. That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, I, I'll kick it off, Seth, um, you know, just at a high level for you, James, um, when you think about the cybersecurity market today, um, clearly, you know, just all over the place. Right. And their customers have a million things that they've got to deal with. And the providers who work with them have a million things we have to deal with. If you had to kind of narrow it down, though, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are um, that the end customers facing today, but also then that you as an MSP in this space um, need to get your your arms around to be able to help that end customer. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I think the main focus or one of the biggest challenges that we see uh, on the client side of things is education. Um, you know, really educating their employees, educating themselves. It's a big challenge out there. And there are many individuals that maybe don't even know where to start, don't know who to talk to about protecting their business or their assets or their organization. So, and, and vice versa. On the other side, well, it's cybersecurity experts that are also needing that education and understanding, you know, where those gaps are for those businesses. So I think the, the biggest thing for me is helping people understand what is all of this cybersecurity? How do you deal with it? And, and how can I protect my business or really my personal life even, uh, you know, help me protect that and understand what I have to do to do that. That's a really interesting answer. I, I mean, I think that tracks with what we've seen, you know, what, what we talked about in the study this year was how much companies are still grappling, I think, with what cybersecurity means or how to do it. They know it's important and they know at a basic level what success looks like. You know, they don't want the bad stuff to get in or they don't want their data to be lost or whatever. But I think the mechanics around it have changed so drastically. Uh, and and yeah. so for you to say that education is the biggest thing you see, I, I think really matches up with what we were finding in the study. I think for us, the past couple of years, we were kind of grappling ourselves with, you know, trying to tell people what exactly does the cybersecurity landscape look like? What are all of these changes and how can you put that into a framework? And I would say in the past couple of years, Zero Trust has emerged as a framework for modern cybersecurity. So if the previous framework was secure perimeter, you just want to build a really good wall and you don't want to let anything in or out that you're not watching, that's kind of gone away. And there were all of these different things that were happening, workforce education or data protection or application security. But I think that all is starting to fall under this notion of zero trust, that like the way you do cybersecurity is to be very questioning about all of your data and, and users and, and all of that stuff. And, and not assuming that they're bad, but just assuming that bad things can happen and that it can, it can be very difficult to figure out. So like, are you seeing people gravitate towards that and recognize it as something or are they even kind of adopting the philosophy without recognizing, oh, we call it zero trust? What's, what's the landscape like out there? Yeah, let, let, let's talk about the landscape for one minute. You have kind of enterprise, um, mid-market, and then SMB. Um, we really focus mostly on the SMB space. Um, and honestly, that's where I see a majority of that education that's needed, right? Um, so let's talk about what zero trust is. Let me ask you guys a quick question. And I don't know if we can do this here right, on, this, on this cast today, but do you guys like having 50 passwords to worry about, right? I mean... I talk to users all the time and it's just, it's getting more convoluted for them to just do their jobs, right? Now, zero trust is super important. Let's talk about what it is and what it means for a minute. Zero trust means implicit deny across the board for everything that you're talking about. So think of it this way. When you check your email, you got to put another password in. When you go over here to this system and log into your CRM or your payroll, it's not all seamless, right? So all these things that are tying together now where you have one password to do many uh, a multitude of things, zero trust is the exact opposite of that. It's going back to separating out everything into these islands, let's say, yeah. right? And just putting you on that island, that's payroll over there. 
it can't touch any other system that we have going on in our business. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult, uh, you know, not only for IT people to implement that, but for business owners, for organizations, for, you know, operations people to understand how they can fit this into, you know, their continuing productive business or their efficient process. So it's going to be a challenge, you know, and we're just trying to get over this hurdle of, of, of entering people into protecting their businesses from cybersecurity. And here we are now, and I know it's not an acronym, but it's another buzzword, zero trust. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. what's going on with this, right? And the landscape, as we already know, is a little cloudy and confusing. So listen, that's why there's partners like us, Nerds That Care, to help navigate how you can implement zero trust into your organization, into your business, and still be, right, efficient with your workflow processes or whatever it is that we're discussing. So yeah. James, that ahead. was very interesting. You know, I just want to single in on one thing here and then we can move on. But um, I think what I'm hearing you saying, though, is this movement towards zero trust um, with your password example means we are now back. We're in a place where we have to make a trade off between where we yeah. were moving, which would be more ease of use and simplicity for users with a single password to now going back to something that is more complicated, however, more secure. And so yeah. I, I imagine that that's a sell for you all with users. Uh, without, in without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And and um, you could almost think of it like uh, a couple of years ago, single sign-on was just a huge buzz, right? SSO, SSO. Give me one password, one login, secure portal, multi-factor to my phone. Uh, but did anybody ever think if that, that portal gets hacked and now we have access to literally your whole right. business, right? So we're not thinking sometimes when we're making these moves in our company. Um, I always give the example of the app store, right? Any of us right now can go out to the app store and download almost anything that you want. Um, as a small business owner, they're already doing that. Hey, James, how you doing? I installed Dropbox in my environment today. And it's like, whoa, hold on a minute. Like, what's going on there with that? You can't just, you can't just do those sorts of things. So when we talk about what's going on, it's very easy out there for people to kind of make those decisions themselves and that's opening up for so many security issues out there yeah and if i could follow on before carolyn moves moves us to the next uh question i think your example of passwords is so great because you know i use a password manager i do multi-factor authentication for a lot of different sites and one thing that i've noticed and i've talked about a little bit i think we've probably talked about on the podcast carolyn is doing those things is probably not as easy, just like Carolyn said, as, you know, just having a password, like using a password manager is kind of its own exercise. You kind of have to get used to like when you're creating a new username and, and password and, and all that. And, and so there's, there's some new tricks that you have to learn and there's new education that you would probably need, but it does put you into a better place. And it maybe even opens up new questions that you have to think about. Right. So like, your, your question about SSO could also be applied to like password managers. What happens if that password manager gets hacked or, or if you forget right. your master password or whatever? So you have to be aware of, of more things, but it's all about moving into a better place. The reason that I do those things is I really don't want to deal with my identity getting stolen. I really don't want to deal with like, you know, my credit card getting out there. Um, so they're, they're necessary. They're not like sufficient. You can't just set it and forget it. You'll kind of have to have constant vigilance, but, um, it's, that's the world we live in. Yeah. And Seth, I'm kind of back to the day of, and, and this is a joke of course, but all my passwords are under my keyboard 
uh, you know, on post-its, right? Because no one's coming to my office anymore. There's nobody in here. It's almost a secure place on Long Island. Um, you know, and obviously my passwords really under, aren't under my keyboard. But I mean, when your password manager gets hacked, my post-its are more secure than your password manager at that moment. So we got to kind of check ourselves back a little bit and remember that it's still logic that we're trying to deal with here. And sometimes, you know, what you read on the internet or what's out there from a buzz standpoint necessarily isn't always the right answer. Yeah. Okay, so I thought we'd, we'd drill down a little bit further here about some of the specifics around zero trust um, and, and what some of the uh, products or elements of our components, if you will, uh, that are the, that are essential to a company that's going to try to build a zero trust environment and what you would recommend out there. Um, so if you could kind of walk through, if you're giving a, a, you know, a consultation to a customer about how an SMB customer, for example, since that seems to be your, your, um, your ecosystem, um, what, if you're describing what a zero trust cybersecurity environment would be for them, what are some of the things that are, um, critical for them to understand? Sure. Uh, so it's a, it's a, big challenge in SMB because it's all, it's all about spending extra money that you've never had to spend before, right? Um, here's the, here's a very easy example. Let's say we have five departments. Um, I won't get it, you know, finance, marketing, sales, whatever, right? Separating those departments by a series of routers. So we're talking about physical hardware now. Um, and we're talking about configuration and how that looks from an architecture design. Um, you know, I'm a network engineer by trade. So having that conversation with clients is very easy for me. Um, but that's not easy for, you know, for your typical IT salesman or woman to understand or have. Um, so other products like multi-factor authentication, um, layering other types of security products. Um, we have a endpoint detection and response tool that we use that's connected to a 24 seven, uh, 365 security operation center where there are live individuals that are looking for events, right? That are correlated from a series of systems. Um, so having all these kind of layers of protection in your environment are really key to this zero trust. I often describe um, in my talks what the onion network is and the onion network is considered the dark web and the dark web is a very protected place that most people don't really talk about. Why is it called the onion network is because you need to peel it back. Like in a, those are layers of security, like an onion, right? And you need to start thinking of building security around your network, like an onion layers and layers of security. So it starts with the cloud and then it trickles all the way down to your on-premise environment or, now we have, of course, a new uh, a new workflow going on with most people either working remote or from home potentially, right? And now it's about protecting that endpoint now in that in that employee's home environment. We don't know what their home environment looks like. We can't go start selling them firewalls or routers for their house. You're going to mess up the kid's Xbox and all the games that they're playing. So that's not going to work. So you got to have a different approach. You have to think a little bit outside the box. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but Zero trust is again, these layers and layers of security. And I wanna be clear, they can be hardware and they could as well as be software solutions. But the one thing that I will say that most people are a little cloudy on, it's all about configuration, right? So it's all about how to build that architecture, how to take that existing firewall or router and programming it a way that provides that zero trust. 
that's what some of the elements that are missing out there. And again, we don't have enough cybersecurity engineers and professionals in our field right now. So we need you. We need you to, you know, be interested in cybersecurity, right? Go to schooling and learn all these things and then give us a call at Nerds That Care or other organizations to help fill these gaps that we have of cybersecurity professionals out there doing these configurations. Yeah, we, we see such a big gap uh, in technical yeah. skills that, you know, companies need. Maybe a lot of companies don't even recognize what they need. And then once they figure out what they need, like you're saying, they have trouble finding it. Um, and there are so many layers on, on the technical solution and the technical architecture that have to be there. There's also the investment, like you mentioned before, right. you know, that all, all of this means a little bit more investment or investing in the right things. And, and back to, you know, your education, is, is that part of how you educate? So are you also educating uh, like a line of business executive or, or a business department about what their investment might need to be or what part they can play? We talked about cybersecurity chains in our research report, and we kind of found that companies might have different parts of, of the business involved in cybersecurity discussions, but it definitely leans towards the technical. They don't always have the, the business units plugged into those cybersecurity discussions. So uh, is that part of the education that you do or do you find that to be a growing need pulling in those business units? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we run a security awareness training program uh, at Nerds That Care, and we're constantly uh, engaging our clients, not only about, you know, training them from an awareness standpoint, but letting them understand what the landscape, you know, where it's going and, and how they need to navigate it, you know, with with us as their partner. So, yeah, you know, you, you hit it right on the head there. It, it's ever changing and you need you need these uh, these experts, you know, at your side or you're just going to get left behind. Do you feel like the, the the MSP community as a whole, if you've got peers that you talk to, are being pulled into these kind of strategic conversations at companies about cybersecurity, the ones that do involve the business owner or the line of business people? Or do you still uh, kind of operate on the periphery with the IT department? Yeah, so kind of like it's a little um, back and forth with that. And I'll, I'll tell you why is that, most MSPs are not cybersecurity companies, right? So they have to reach out to their peers. They have to reach out to certain experts. Um, you guys know we belong to Ingram Micro and the SMB Alliance and that peer group, uh, by the way, if you don't know about it and you're listening to this, that's something that your IT company, your managed service provider should should start attaching themselves to. Um, we lean on that group all the time. I happen to be one of the individuals there that has a cyber focus. So a lot of people lean on us. And, and I can honestly say without, without that, um, you know, I'm not sure what kind of answers you're going to get elsewhere, you know? So the kind of that, that trail, right. Of, of, of getting it done from a security perspective, you're gonna need maybe a third party and that's okay. You know, Don't try to do everything yourself, uh, especially if you have no experience, of course, doing it. Yeah, so as we're getting close to the end of the time here, James, I wanted to bring it back to products a little bit. You talked a little bit about the technical layers that have to be there. You've mentioned a few of the products. I don't know if there's any other specific products that you would mention. Um, a yeah, lot sure. of cybersecurity today is not product centric. Like so much of it is figuring out what the culture should be and what some of the policies should be, but there are still products involved. And so 
what are those products? But then beyond individual products, how important do you see it being to start tying everything together and get some automation in there because things are getting more and more complex? Oh, yeah. Um, and I have a product for that. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Um, how about a SIM, right? What's a SIM? A security information event management solution. Man, that's a tongue twister, right? Um, when I bought my firewall, I thought that was it. What do you mean I need more stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And that SIM now is something that's watching that doorway, that firewall, and correlating. You said it before. Where's that automation? Well, now we're correlating all these events from our tools, from something like a SIM, right, that's connected to our SOC, yeah, all these acronyms, I know, right? That's connected to our EDR, our endpoint detection and response tool. And all of these, all of these items collect in an AI tool, right? That allows you to kind of predict, not kind of, predict cybersecurity events before they take place, right? So example, if I could tell you that we found you on the dark web 60 days ago, right? Um, versus telling you, telling you right away when it happens rather than 60 days later when the event, the cybersecurity event takes place. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's information that people are going to want to hear and know that they have in place. Um, there's a great product out there that we're looking at right now. Uh, I went to DC last month and I met with the team. Um, the company is called Adlumen. They are um, maybe one of the industry leaders right now as far as cutting edge technology with AI and SIM and ransomware defense and threat hunting and all of these cybersecurity buzzwords that you're hearing in the industry. Um, you know, there are very popular products like something like CrowdStrike, for example, right? Everyone's kind of heard CrowdStrike because they could put a ton of money into marketing. Um, another product like Trend Micro's XDR product, phenomenal product when it comes to protecting your endpoints. When you set it all up right, when you configure all those items together, you essentially are you can be looking at a single pane of glass like AdLumen that brings the dark web elements in, that brings your SIM elements in, that even hooks into certain training elements. So you can start to see, oh, you know, we were able to fish Julie in accounting last week. Let's provide her more training. She clicked on these links and it wasn't good, let's just say. So, and this is a person that handles all our money at our company. So all of these items, all of these events and the testing and the phishing tests, it all links together. And, you know, you can't just kind of leave one thing out. So when we talk about all these layers and layers of security, you know, each one has its own purpose that I think is very important. People just say, oh, I could just have that one thing and I'm all good. No, it's it's all of these things protect you and they start to build your security posture in your organization. And of course, limit and start mitigating that risk that you have, you know, on all levels. Well, you certainly weren't kidding when you said education at the top of the podcast is the most important thing here. And I mean, not just for the customers, but for your folks like yourself within the MSP space, there's so much to consider here and, and evaluation to be done around various products and technologies. So um, uh, good to have some uh, experts out there who are protecting our networks for us. But James, we want to thank you very much for being with us. It was a great discussion today. Uh, it'll be a discussion that we'll be having, you know, I'm sure this time next year again, Seth, if not in between. So cybersecurity uh, is the, uh, the issue that is never fully solved. But um, thanks for coming. Thank you, Carolyn. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks very much, James. I think this was exactly what we were looking for to go up against, you know, all the data that we pull 
this is how it actually is playing out in the real world. So, so thanks very much for joining us. And thanks as always to our producer, Andrew McMillan and Carolyn, I'll catch you next time. Sounds good.